Welcome back, season two. It's uh, it's going well, Dan, so far, don't you think? Yeah, now it's going great. But the, the sun's gone today, so I'm back inside with no beers, so you won't hear me in the fridge clanking around in this episode. But That's a shame. I, I, yeah, I, I know, yeah. I've got my beer prepped this time because I thought that was the deal now. Well, maybe you can be the one that's getting full jazz this, this week on the podcast and... Uh, and I can just sit back and listen to you instead. <laughs> oh, we'll just see how it goes. It's, it's only a Thatcher's haze, so it's pretty weak. <laughs> <laughs> Apple juice, basically. And on this week's podcast, we are chatting to the awesome, the legend, David Flats. How you doing, mate? Yeah, very good. How are you guys? Yeah, we're good. It's great to have a uh, good. professional uh, in, in our midst. We're uh, we're quite a... professional. What? <laughs> um, well, we've we've all heard the Flats and Shanks podcast, so we know that you've you've got the uh, podcasting under your belt. We've we've been going at this for a couple of years now, so we uh, f- still don't think we're pros. <laughs> nah, but the the reality is, lads, that so I've, I'm Shanks and I are in our fourth year of having a podcast, and um, we were like the first former players to set one up and start one. And I've just now, just before I come on this podcast, I've put the phone down. We have put the phone down to Matthew Reese, who's a Welsh actor who was he's been in Brothers and Sisters, the Americans, like massive American series, hundreds of episodes, and he's won Emmy-winning actor. And if you if you saw his face, you'd know him. He's like mega famous. And he's uh, we were just speaking to him. He's in his house in Brooklyn, New York, and we spoke to him over Skype, and we did all this stuff. And you know, we're hoping to have Sir Chris Hoy on the pod at the end of the week. And you think like. It sound, sounds really professional. When In lockdown, we do it differently. I've literally got a mic that I plug into my MacBook, and I can basically not – I can't work anything. Shanks hates it. But when <laughs> lockdown is not off, he lives in Cardiff, I live in Bath. We drive to the Seven Bridge Services, which was voted UK's worst service station a couple of years ago, <laughs> and they haven't done anything to it since. It is awful. We like it. We sit in the car park in Shanks's car with this little machine that I think is called a Zoom. His – macbook and a couple of mics that is we literally sit in his car and it's got to the point now where people now are walking past like quite regularly they're like flats and shakes on the podcast what bloke i say get in if you want if we're in the fucking podcast you might as well get in so i got him in the back and he shat himself then yeah you're not supposed to be here mate you know so it's like we are not. We've got a podcast, an established podcast, but we are not professional. We don't know what we're doing. I think that's what podcasts are all about, though, isn't it? Because every podcast that I see that's successful is just the same. I I went along with Chris Stark to see them recording their podcast for the Peter Crouch podcast, and they always talk about the fact that they're recording it in a pub. And I thought oh, it's a bit of a kind of story there, but no, nah, it was in the pub. I was in the pub with them. We were getting the drinks at the bar, and they were recording the podcast. It's uh, it yeah. is real. <laughs> yeah, it's real, and it's not like you know there are there are other rugby podcasts, and they have you know one guy will do all the production and stuff. But then there's another there's another podcast where they've got a full production team and a big company behind it and financial backing. And we were and um, we're not big shots. I've just told you we're small fry. But Shanks and I were offered. What car is it you're recording in? Oh, it's obviously a Range Rover. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's better than it's my like, office. <laughs> It's like one of his or one of mine. That's a joke. We've only got one each. But it's like we, we, we were offered some money to buy our podcast, take it over, and then pay us a weekly fee. And we were like, nah, because then we've got to do it. 
by your schedule, you do all the running orders. No, we like freewheeling it. We don't really want to talk. It's a rugby podcast. We don't want to talk about rugby that much, really, because it's a bit dull and everyone's already done it. So we just chat shit, really. And, and they were like, well, and also we'll build your studio in London. We don't want to go to London every Monday. Um, if you're paying us tons of money, then fine. But it's a podcast, so they're not. So I oh, will build a studio in your house. And we we're like, nah, we don't want to, because that means he's got to drive to Bath or I've got to drive to Cardiff. And the way we do it now, it's 25 minutes each. That'll do. And in the end, it was like, we just don't want it. If Again, it's one of those things, if it's tons of money, that's different because it's your job. But if it's just a podcast, it's like actually, then it's not, but it's like, actually, let's just keep it how we like it. We do it for fun. People sponsor it now, which is great. But if they didn't, we just keep doing it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a bit less time. So I'm just laid in my bed because we're on lockdown <laughs> and I've got nowhere else in the house to go. So <laughs> yeah. we, we were kind of, I don't know, we were like the opposite way around. We started our podcast recording it in a professional studio. So we, we did start off in that great way, but then Dan decided he should move to Malaysia and oh. that, that put a bit of a scupper in that plan. So then we moved to just recording using Skype and now he's back and he's not that far from me, but I don't want to go and see him anymore. So Skype's fine. <laughs> yeah, well, after he bombed you out from Malaysia. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah. He's lucky he's still on it, really. You don't. You don't need it. You just don't need it. Well, Dan, like, yeah, you know, I know. He could do no, it. No, 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 just dead weight. He's dead, mate. What's he offered so far on this pod? Fuck off. Yeah, no. you, but you don't have to. You don't need to be high end. It's a myth. Like it's just a myth. Just as long as you you chat enough, chat enough. If it's interesting enough for some people to listen to, it's like there you go. We're all right. Yeah, I think we're like on. four years. You've been going. That's a that's a long time. And podcasts go through like phases of popularity don't they they like podcasting's mm. a big thing and then it's like no everyone's forgotten about podcasts and then they're back on again and i think yeah. when we started ours we used to quite often bound around this we're the biggest barbecue podcast in the uk and then biggest barbecue podcast in europe all the time it's because we were the only barbecue podcast yeah, so, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> also the smallest yeah <laughs> yeah but i i just don't like shank everyone's different shanks and i just don't care like we not like we don't care we want it to be a decent podcast but we don't know we've got an agent and we genuinely don't know how many downloads or listeners we get in a week we don't yeah. know we, we know that the other week we're on a group call with our agent michelle who's like our my best mate and and as well as our agent. And she was like, oh, so you got, you know, 37,000 on Monday for that, you know, in the first few hours. And we were like, stop, 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 stop. We don't want to know. That could be a really good day. It sounds great. It's more than I thought. Yeah. But we don't want to know because it don't, we're not going to change anything. And we don't want to change anything. We don't want to suddenly start. One thing we did, interestingly, so um, there's obviously, I don't swear too much, but in real life I do. But on, on this podcast, I've sworn a couple of times and hopefully that's, okay but we actually stopped swearing on ours a couple of years ago on the orders of our of michelle our agent she's like you've got to stop and because i yeah because basically corporates don't like it won't touch it and then as soon as we stop we start getting we've noticed we you know kids listen to us and then kids tell their parents and some of their parents work for this bank or this insurance firm or this brand or this channel and it has really worked for us so not swearing has really worked for us in the corporate environment so I don't know it's it's an interesting one that maybe or maybe it's just interesting to me oh shit damn we've screwed it now <laughs> uh, <laughs> we've gone the other my, way <laughs> my favorite podcast is joe rogan and he's 
he swears more than anyone else I've ever heard speak. So <laughs> um, I love his pot. Yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not really a, a difficult thing for me. Like in the in the real world, I don't really swear that much anyway. So like I don't I almost have to go out my way to slip a swear word in. Just to really, cool. it's just for me. Like, so he knows I can't help myself. So we've had to change the rules a bit. It's it's more for the guests. That's the problem. <laughs> we've had some that are an absolute nightmare. Yeah, just abusive to us. It's the editing I have to go through and edit them all out. That's the bit I don't like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> How do how do you guys go on that side of things? Do you are you very raw? Are you just putting out as it is, or are you spending yep. time on the edit? No, if there's something we got to take out, I mean, I don't do any of it, so I want to hold my hands up and so say I don't do any of it at all. Shanks does all of it, um, and credit to him. But and it, you know, I often say if Shanks dies, the podcast dies because I couldn't keep it going without him because he does all the actual work. But um, <laughs> it's sounds familiar. It, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's quite a good arrangement. I quite like it. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, some no, of we, us have to do some work here. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not really into that to be honest. Dan. <laughs> yeah, Dan's not either. Maybe you and Dan should start one together and see how well that goes. No, no legs. Every, no legs. Every, every now and again, we will. I'll say something and I'll be like, ah, I think that's too much. Or I'll say to him, I don't think you can say that, Tommy. <laughs> and he'll be like, all right, all right, all right. But that is once, that's twice a year. Yeah. And now and again, we'll have, we have guests on, like, and we had Jason Fox from SAS Who Dares Wins because he's a mate. And, like, we, we have cool people on. And now and again, we'll just we'll just cut something out without them knowing. Yeah. And just think, well, someone won't like that. So just take it out to give them a hand. And it will be five seconds. But that is a couple of times a year. The rest of the time, it's just record and then press, then just deliver it, upload it, play so not not complicated really no no it's the best way very time consuming yeah pretty relaxed and we don't luckily shanks and i don't say we we give views on things and we take the piss out of things and scrutinize things and ridicule things but we don't mind people doing that to us and we're also we're basically not um racist or sexist or homophobic or xenophobic so it's quite lucky we don't really have to monitor what yeah. we say because we just can go wrong. Nor- then, can <laughs> yeah, we're just, we're just no, we're just normal people, so we're just normal and we don't hate anyone. So we're it's quite easy, really. Yeah, and that's perfect for a barbecue podcast because everyone yeah. it's all about sharing the love. <laughs> it's just love. Yeah. So let's just go back a step because we we quite often do this. We go straight in and go like, oh right, yeah, we've just talked to flats for ten minutes, um, and everyone goes. Who's Flats? Uh, so I'd, I just thought it'd be nice if you just tell us who is David Flatman and who what? is he? Yeah, uh, I used to be a rugby player, professional rugby player. So I played for Saracens. I played for Bath for a long time. I played for England a few times. Um, I retired 2012, and now I commentate, broadcast, analyse games and whatever on uh, on ITV on ITV and um, ITV for the Six Nations and World Cups, and then BT Sport and Channel 5 in between for the Premiership in Europe. Um, And I write the odd column, and I have a podcast, and I do loads of stuff in that world, really, and I have ended up by absolute absolute accident having a career as a MC, what you call an after-dinner speaker, but I'm not really an after-dinner speaker. I do do that, but I, I host corporate events and charity events, uh, they're obviously on pause at the moment, but they'll come back at some point, probably next year. Um, 
raise a lot we raise we raise a lot of money for charity at these events and all that kind of stuff so i've ended up doing all of that and um i also um i love cooking on grills and i love uh one you know we're in lockdown right now and i've got to say like there's pros and cons to lockdown one of the cons being the fact that i haven't worked a day since february mid-february um and i probably won't work a day for a while yet so that's a thing because you know i wouldn't mind earning some money at some point but I just get to sit and plan meals all week and I absolutely love it. Like I'm doing some sweet pepper and bacon and cream cheese and chili fatties on the KJ tonight and not allowed any meat tonight. So I'm having a meat free Monday and some chili halloumi and tomorrow doing a beer can chicken or jotisserie, whatever my daughters choose. Um, and can't wait. Just, that, just I love it and I kind of wake up I literally wake up thinking of what I can cook because I'm not uh, it got to the point where before coronavirus hit I was the last couple of years I've been so busy that I literally go through my phone I go through my phone with my sisters and we look for a day when I can do a cook and at one point it was like I don't have a day for five weeks I don't have one day where I can do just a whole afternoon or a whole day so I can't do short ribs or I can't, you know, I can't do a pork shoulder or a brisket. I can't do any of that for anything for five weeks because I'm just not here for long enough. Um, so now it's like every day I can do it. So I'm actually having to rule days out and just do eat big chunks of meat a couple of days a week <laughs> instead of seven or I'll, or I'll, you know, or I won't make 41. Yeah, so, you've developed a meat-free Monday now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it won't quite be meat-free. I, I mean, I unbeknownst to my missus i actually had some bacon at lunchtime but to me she was out she was out doing a workout in the back garden so bacon uh, don't count so, does it no 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 they were thin as well it's more like, yeah. Yeah. It's like air it's like air candy floss so i just love it and i post about it a lot on social media and people really respond to it and weirdly like i'm a rugby guy and i've you know whatever and i've got i've got no idea how many twitter and instagram followers i've got but i've got thousands of them and there's i have very very little rugby content on my social media very little sports content it's all it's almost all food and grilling and whatever <laughs> barbecuing and people think i'm an expert and people say to me all the time you should write a book it's like mate i'm miles off like i'm miles off marcus borden i text him 15 times before i cook a steak i'm texting marcus daily mate like i text him more than i text anyone else in my life yeah so I speak to him more than my mum so it's like <laughs> i'm way off maybe i could do a book with him yeah. and just nick all of his expertise and just eat it all yes but <laughs> i i just love it and i also oddly i don't mind cocking it up to be honest i've cocked up loads of cooks and i ruined ruined a lovely joint of pork recently ruined a pork lovely pork joint and i've ruined quite a few steaks um, I ruined a Chateau Briand a couple of months ago. Completely butchered it. Excuse the pun. Um, just it was just like this is a really expensive, beautiful piece of meat, and it is shite. It's awful. And in the end, we couldn't eat it. It was that bad. We didn't eat it. Didn't even give it to my bull Sounds terrier. Like Dan's cooking actually. Yeah. So, oh god. And I watch you. I watch you, Ben. On I look at your stuff on Instagram every day, and I'm like, mate, I'm like your waffles. Do that. I'm, I'm miles off, and your chicken lollipops, like. I'm nowhere near that, so I love watching that. And God, you I'm really must be bad then. <laughs> yeah, no, I, no, actually, I'm taking a piss. I can do that. Yeah. Um, but Obviously. I'm trying to make you feel good. Thanks. I, it's working. I, 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 I don't get much praise, so it's nice yeah. to hear something nice. Well, I love it. Your food just looks amazing. So I, 
I, I honestly that, Dan? love it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> I'm not, I don't really believe it. I mean, I think that he's just trying to. He's on the podcast. Feels like he has to say something nice to you, you know. But just want to come uh, out of baseball cap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everyone wants them. They're like gold dust. I reckon Marcus <laughs> might do a rerun of the book. And we can just put by Marcus and flats. And yeah, just get you on the front thing. cover or something. Instead, instead yeah. of fire and wood, just call or whatever it's called, fire and food. Just call it like flats and something. Flats, <laughs> flats is and wood. food. Flats is wood. Yeah. <laughs> no, we don't want to book about that. Is, yeah. No, so, I don't know. Uh, maybe that, yeah. But I love it. I love it. And um, I'm kind of, I'm, you know, probably, which probably explains how I was a professional rugby player for so long is that in certain areas you're a bit obsessive, you know. And I wasn't obsessive about my, about everything. I just wasn't. But about certain things I really was. So when I got my mind onto something like, you know, when I was fit and my body worked, I was like, right, I have to be the strongest. I have to be the strongest guy. And I would work and work and work because I wasn't mobile. I didn't have great endurance. So it's like, where do I win? I win on strength, right? I have to be the strongest guy. So then I, I get my mind onto something and I can't think about anything else, you know, and, and I'm like that with cars, which is nothing to do with this podcast. I'm obsessed with cars. I don't buy any, but I think about it and talk about it a lot. Um, but just don't buy any because you actually have to give people money for them, which is a shame. Yeah. But I do, yeah. But I'll, at some point, I'll, I'll amass a massive collection. But and I'm the same with like, I'll go on like the Commando Joe website and look. At, I'm always texting you on. I bet I'll look at I'll look at like accessories. I'll look at all sorts of accessories and ash tools and different ash tools. And what pizza peel do you use? Wood or metal? Metal for on, wood for off. I'm like upset. It doesn't yeah. stop. Like it's <laughs> pathetic because I'm forty. But it doesn't stop. Have you always been a foodie, or did you find you didn't really have the time whilst you were playing professional rugby, or is it, has it always been an interest of yours? Do you know it's it's really post rugby because as a rugby player, obviously you have to eat a lot of protein and eat well. But it, it is a myth that you can just you eat as much red meat as possible. You can't. You, I, I probably yeah. did eat too much and probably did have too much pick and mix at the cinema every now and again. But really, you when I was playing, you sort of live your life at Nando's, like you. We'd eat at Nando's at least. This isn't um, this is unsponsored. I never got a free Nando's, but you, but you'd eat Black at Nando's. cards on its way. Yeah, sadly not. <laughs> at least weekly, more like two or three times a week, because we had disposable income, and we did get the odd deal at Bath Nando's when they opened. But it is just tasty, and there's just plates and plates of chicken. Yeah. Whack it in. Saves me the bother. Go and give them twenty-five quid, thirty quid, and you've got we would have masses like absolutely masses and in the end it was like right you've only got to pay 20 quid whatever you eat lads when we went in and he's like we, the amount of food we would eat in the end they stopped that deal because it's yeah. like lads, <laughs> like so it's just you need so much food depends what position you are but i was 19 19 and a half 20 stone six foot tall you know not super lean but obviously lean enough to be a pro so you need it takes quite a lot of food to run that sort of rig, you know, and there's much bigger blokes than me knocking about. So you need a lot of food, but you can't just be doing briskets and pork bellies all the time and yeah. short ribs. You can't. Like the fatty cuts now, I can't even overdo them now because my body just isn't used to it. Um so I love them, but I couldn't have brisket twice in a week. I really couldn't. Like I mean I would, but my it's <laughs> really Maybe this cuts. is where I'm going wrong. <laughs> Every night. Yeah. I mean, I, I, 
I do it. I, I went through a period after I retired of eating that stuff all the time. And I was 22 stone and a bit. And that's heavy when you're six foot tall. That's heavy. And it got to the point where I was like, well, I'm quite healthy. Like I work out a lot and train a lot, but I'm just eating so much meat, so much fat that I need to moderate it a bit. So I started doing a lot more. I had a couple of rainbow trout last night. Beautiful on the cage. I absolutely loved it and modify it a little bit. So I still eat a lot of meat, but I eat more. I don't just eat massive chunks of red meat five days a week. Um, So when the other night when we did, I had a big sirloin on the bone that was amazing. Absolutely loved it. It felt special, you know, because I hadn't had any red meat for a couple of days, basically. Um, But yeah, it's certainly post rugby because I don't have to worry too much about my body fat, my comp- my body fat levels, basically. Yeah, it's interesting, and different players are different on this. Like, I think not not in terms of like they could just eat as much beef as they want, but in terms of some players have to kind of watch their weight a bit more. Some players need to eat more to try and keep weight on. Like, there's every player is kind of different when I've spoke to different players. Yeah, you're dead right, and even in my position, I was a prop, and you know, say there's two of us, a guy called Nathan Cat, he still plays at Bath now. He was coming through when I was sort of last couple of years and he he was he was always told you're not big enough, you need to put muscle on, put weight on, put weight on. And he got himself to a good weight, but he was just lifting and eating, lifting and eating nonstop to the point where his body would break. Whereas I was like, right, flat, they were like, flats, please don't go over 118 kilos. And it's like, mate, if I breathe in deep enough, I can put on half a stone. But I can find <laughs> body. So that's why, like, now I love lifting weights and I squat a lot. I've been deadlifting today in the garden. I love squats, deadlifts. I love all that stuff. It's not very cool, but I really enjoy it. I just couldn't do that stuff when I was playing because I could do a lot of upper body and whatever. But as soon as I started lifting weights on my legs, my body weight just went up. Like, it went up in a week or two weeks. And my body just loves stacking on muscle and it loves stacking on fat. So if my diet, my diet was never perfect, but if my diet was bad... And I did, and I lifted too many weights. I mean, I would be a stone heavier in weeks. And that's during the season when players can't put on weight because they're knackered all the time. I could put on weight. So I was constantly trying to keep it off and lying about my weight. And, <laughs> you know, it's even, you'd go, get on the scales. They used to move the scales into the middle of the room, right? Because they caught me in a couple, you'd literally stand next to a little cabinet yeah, and you just stand on the scales. On <laughs> just, your li- just your little finger on the yeah. little handle of the drawer. Just push down on it. Yeah. Mate, you will get a couple of kilos off like that. Just with a little finger, just with a little middle finger there. Middle finger, you get five kilos off. Yeah. It's like, oh, move our scales next point... to the cabinet there. Yeah, yeah it's like, oh, 117.8, nice one. Nice one, mate, 117.8. Take my finger off, 123 kilos. Yeah. Like, Where's that? <laughs> so everyone's different, yeah. I found if you like lean forward or lean backwards, you can adjust it quite a bit as well. That's my little top tip. Yeah, they don't let you do it. They don't uh, let you do it, unfortunately, in the, in the pro leagues, man, in the pro leagues. They're, they're watching you, but the cabinet trick, that's allowed. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. They're on to you. Middle, middle of the room. Oi, in flats, the don't lean forward. Why have you brought yeah, your filing cabinet in? I know, yeah. But it was like, in the end, we used to do it in our underpants. I remember once, like, fat club. And it was like, right, I, I had to be, in the end, though, a bit more realistic. Right, you've got to stay below 123 kilos. You're like, right, okay, here we go. So I'm on the thing. No, moving away from the wall. Moving away from everywhere. I was like Hannibal Lecter. They couldn't let me near anything because I'd like milk. I'd find a way to use it to my advantage. <laughs> Middle of the room at the training ground and it's on this floor. It's on the floor and they're like, right, take your clothes off. And I stood there and I had my pants like Lycra's on 
and I'm there, and I'm 123.01 <laughs> kilos. And they're like, no, you're in fat club, which means you've got to do like a 45-minute cycle before training and 45-minute cycle at the end until you're the right body weight. So you I would have taken the Lycra's off. That would have made the <laughs> I mean, difference. I did. <laughs> straight away. Straight away. It was like, um, I, everyone's seen it before. These are my genitals, and I'm the correct weight. And they're like, no, you meant to get weighed in kit. I was like, fuck you. I'm the right weight. See you later. <laughs> it doesn't say on my contract I've got to be wearing kit. So I'm yeah. completely naked. Yeah. <laughs> Every month. Christ. <laughs> Brilliant. That's what my wife does to me. I'm in fat club at the moment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You've been out in your, <sighs> been your for your cycle this morning then, Dan? <laughs> no, no. No, no, no. Skip that. I'll I'm CEO, man. I'm CEO of Fat Club. Yeah. So. <laughs> if you're in it, it's if you're in it's because I signed you. Yeah. <laughs> I can have to be captain of the team at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> it's locked down. It's not doing me any good. I've got a pork belly in at the minute. That's that's Ooh. going at the moment. Oh. So I've got Chelsea pork for dinner tonight. Put the bow buns ready to steam, and that'll be me going. So it'll be a nice quick dinner. Everything's done. I made some pickles this morning. The Chelsea pork's been in all day, and yeah, just the steam buns on the hob, and that will take about ten minutes. And I'll have some beautiful uh, steam pork buns for dinner. Can't oh, wait for that. Beautiful. Nice. Beautiful. I've, I've got leftover pork from yesterday. I did a just did a pork shoulder last night and i've got this maple mousse butter which i've been using all weekend that, yeah. what is it it's, it's basically butter and maple syrup and a bit of salt mixed together and it's just like so it's not maple mousse for mousse of a milk of a mousse not from an actual mousse no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bit of a letdown oh, so disappointing it looks lush though it looks really nice yeah it's just like super sweet lush butter basically and i just started putting oh. it on everything and uh Mixed it with some honey chili Angus and oink rub, and then just like slathered it all over this piece of pork, and it oh. it came out so good. But unfortunately, I was doing like a live interview at the time on Instagram, and I couldn't get a photo of it. So wasted yep. content, wasted no, no. content, it didn't wasted happen. food. It didn't man. It's like it's like <laughs> I got this Apple Watch right, and I'm really into really like unoriginal boys toys like cars and that sort of stuff but i like watches but i was like, i'm not getting an apple watch because i like proper watches and in the end i was like i'll try one i'll try one so i've got this apple watch and it's really good but i basically only have it because i can record workouts and you and it goes your heart rate and all that sort of stuff yeah. and i don't put them anywhere it's like share your workout no I'm not doing that <laughs> I don't need to do that why who am i going to share it with who gives a shit so now it's like I did a workout this afternoon and the battery was flat. So it feels like I haven't done anything. And yeah. I honestly stopped. I stopped early. <laughs> I stopped early because I was like, there's no point. It doesn't count. What did wasted. Dan, I, I remember you... My stats are so bad that I'm like, it's embarrassing. <laughs> I've like, yeah. been out for a run and like, it took me how long to run a kilometer? Oh my, I can't share <laughs> no, that. I don't do runs, no chance. <laughs> yeah, well, more of a waddle, but you know, yeah. got to big yourself up, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Dan, I'm sure at some point you said to me that you and Sarah were going for like walks every day, but one morning you couldn't go for a walk because the because the watch was battery was dead. Exactly, Mike. It didn't charge overnight, so what's the point in walking if it can't record? I've done that. No joke. That, you, you don't know how long it is. You don't know how long it is. So it's like, well, exactly. exactly. That no, was a five pilot. It. it was a two point two four. You're like, nah, you know, I'm not having it. <laughs> if it's not charged up, I'm not exercising. <laughs> nah, exactly. I'm so yeah. with you. Yeah, it is. It's, it's very true. It's don't, you don't want to waste a good exercise, do you? <laughs> nah, nah, absolutely not. Credit that is. You don't waste your don't waste your credits. No yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, so I've I've got anything very exciting going on the grid. 
uh, tonight, unfortunately. But I look forward to the uh, beer can chicken. I like. I love the jotisserie. Um, the thing I really want to get into is the the pizzas, and that's why I'm going to try the um, dojo on that because I'm little girls who are eight and ten. They can design their own pizzas, you know, and they like kids love that. And also it tastes mega like you can buy a pizza from wherever you like. It's never as good as one you make at home. They're always the best Yeah. Um, over some nice charcoal. So, yeah, it is the best way to cook pizza over real wood. So so nice. Yeah, I haven't done it on wood yet. I've only done it over charcoal and I love it. Mm. (laughs) Like, yeah, so there's that's the next step. That's the next step. Nice. Yeah, I've got, I've got these things through, which I know that it was um, something to do with you with the field and flower, these broths. Yeah, I'm, how are they? I'm really, I haven't tried it yet, but I'm, I'm thinking, what am I going to do with that this week? I'm really excited about it. Have you, did you get some? Well, I've, I've got them. I haven't, I haven't used them yet. But yeah. Marcus, uh, Marcus Borden, he's done. Um, he's used his and made some ramen, and looks really lush. He put it on social media. It looked really, yeah. really nice. Um, but no, I haven't, I haven't got mine yet, but I've got Field and Flowers being delivered tomorrow. So uh, nice. that's always the best day of my fortnight because I've got a fortnightly box. Yeah. And the more you order, the more you have to get rid of before the next box arrives or, you know, you can't fill the freezer up. So yeah. it's a challenge. <laughs> I, like I have a question on the ramen topic because obviously you were just in Japan recently for a World Cup, I'm guessing. Yes. Yeah, yeah I was. So yeah. did you have a mind-blowing ramen experience whilst you were in Japan? Yeah, I did actually. I had a couple of them. And when you, you don't quite know where you're going, of course. Um, and you, but after we, of the seven, I was there for seven weeks. And I think yeah. four, four or five of those were spent in Tokyo. And um, you, you, you learn where to go. And you can go and buy sushi and ramen. And you can pay the sort of money. You can't believe how expensive it is. Like, you can't believe it. So if you go to the wrong place, you can comfortably spend a hundred pounds on a few plates of sushi, like comfortably. Yeah. yeah. And then you re- you don't realise till you sort of put in the bill. You, you the maths ain't great, whatever. But you, <laughs> then you find somewhere where you will get sushi or ramen that is delicious, and you struggle to spend ten quid. <laughs> so yeah. obviously that's that's they're the places you go back to, and we just it's just the little it's the little what you'd call the little shitty roadside jobs, but some of them are like some of them are really authentic and there's smoke everywhere and it looks like a, it looks, it looks cool. But some of them just look like the dry cleaners with laminated menus. And yeah. you know, this looks, this looks garbage in England. I'd never go in there. You'd like, it's like a couple of levels below happy eater type thing. You would never go in there, <laughs> but it's been recommended and all the lads reckon it's good. So you pile in and it's like, yeah, you know, it's like two pounds 60, or three pounds sixty, and you get a beer with it, and it's just—it's so delicious. You have to have another yeah. one. Um, I mean, even even some of the ones that I went in that looked nicer were like still you ordered on a vending machine. It was like a you put yeah, money into it. a yeah. vending machine and pressed a button, and you got a ticket out. You gave the ticket over, and then they made it for you. But it was still a nice place. It was like a well, where I'm from, it would have been like a nice restaurant to look at. But you ordered at a vending machine. I thought that was bonkers. Yeah, but... and there, and there was some. There, they're proper little. 
some of them are quite nice. Some of them are little dumps, really. Yeah, they're not great. They just they're, they're, they're basic. You know, you could you kit the whole restaurant out for five grand, and that's twenty five tables. You know, yeah. like there's there's been no money spent, and you order on a vending machine. You're like, this is garbage, mate. Yeah, it's, it's got to be garbage, and it arrives, and you're like, oh my gosh, this is beautiful. This yeah. is amazing food. Who knew that super nothing. noodles could taste this good? I mean, I just, <laughs> no, right. before I went, I couldn't even believe it. The first bowl of uh, it was like, is it tonkotsu with the pork, the pork one, and I was just like. The first bone broth, the, the pork one that I had, I was just like, I actually didn't know that a broth could actually taste this good. I was, just, this was just insane. Yeah. But it's just me it. fantasizing now. It's <laughs> <laughs> just nice. nice. So you naked? Yeah. yeah. yeah but I, the, food, the food there was the food there was just sensational when you got it when they when you got yeah. to the right places, just outrageous. Yeah. I was lucky. Uh, we went. We were there just before they closed down the the uh, the fish market, the the old one. I know they yeah, moved yeah. to a new premises now, and we were there. And I went on the, the we were in Tokyo for five days, and on the first morning, my missus was not interested at all. But I was all right. I'm going to get up at uh, it was like three in the morning or whatever. I'm going to go to the the tuna auction, and I'm going to eat sushi at, at five in the morning for breakfast. Yeah. And I did it on the first morning on my own. Left her in bed at the hotel. Walked down. It was like a ten minute walk. Got there, and and basically ate my weight in sushi, and it was incredible there just literally carving up whole tuna in front of you and just yeah it was it was just insane and i was so lucky i went on the first day i went every morning the whole time i was in tokyo every morning i got out of bed at like 4 a.m to go to the fish market for sushi breakfast whilst my missus stayed in bed and it was the best idea i ever had <laughs> yeah yeah it's genius yeah well played you tell it it was rubbish every day did you yeah, it's yeah no don't get up tomorrow no 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 <laughs> It's awful. I don't know why I keep doing it every day, really. I just can't She sleep. just wouldn't be it. No way would she have. She wasn't interested in that, to be honest. Yeah. So it was yeah. just a good good little escape for me, you know? Perfect. Good. Perfect. Right. Well, guys, we've gone over a half hour. So thanks very much for giving up your time. I think we'll definitely get you back on for another podcast where we actually talk about barbecue. That might be quite good, won't it? That's an idea, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you've got to get me on subject really quick, mate. Otherwise, it just goes <laughs> like... You know when you know if you gave like a twelve-year-old their first double espresso, like unfortunately that is what I'm like on podcasts. So you you got to get me on subject quick, and if you want to keep it tight, ring someone else. Yeah, <laughs> well, bear yeah, in a mind. A couple barbecue things are mentioned, so that's all that matters. They right? were, yeah, 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 there yeah. were a few things are mentioned. That's fine. Yeah, it's they all were, good. Yeah. <laughs> and my my fee my fee for this is um, one bag of charcoal. Oh, that's it. Okay, Dan, can you sort that out? Yeah, yeah, no worries. Yeah, no worries. Fine, I'll finally do something. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. One hundred bags of charcoal. Cheers, mate. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) You'd already stopped recording, so that's not even on it, don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't pressed stop yet because I always like to end with I'm the best cook. (laughs) Yeah, you're the you're the best cook. You're the best one ever. Thank you. That's from the mouth of Flats himself. Um Thanks for coming on the show. It's been awesome to have you on here. If if anyone wants to try and find you on social media, what's your handles? How can people find Ooh. you? At David Flatman on Twitter and at D Flatman on Instagram. Um, Perfect. Yeah, that they are right. They are, I believe they are correct. So yeah. good luck. That sounds right to me. And yeah. check out the Flats and Shanks podcast if you want to hear two guys sat in their car in a service station brilliant talking about nothing with vacuum cleaners um talking about very very little it's good stuff but one of the last ones you actually talked about barbecue actually with hoggy 
So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hug you on there. He don't, loves it. Don't try and move in on our barbecue podcast scene. In the Kamado Joe. <laughs> the Kamado Joe. Um, uh, yeah. Hey, pleasure to come on. Thanks for having yeah. me, lads. Thanks. Yeah, thanks very much. Yeah. Keep really. Cheers. Bye. 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 Bye.